Are you ready? Jamie Markley, David Van Camp, and Scott Robbins. We just become best friends. Yep. Making sense of it all. Oh, I get it. And having some fun. Lighten up, Francis. This is the Markley, Van Camp, and Robbins Show. All right, let's do it. The Markley, Van Camp, and Carlson Show. I'm Jamie Markley. That's David Van Camp. Our new co-host, Tucker. No, we haven't got that done yet. No. Hey, Scott Robbins. I was here. just going to say, easy now. You're not replaceable, Scott. You know that. Whoa. Well, I'll never say that, but anyway. Oh, listen, man. If Tucker Carlson is available and wants it, I'll just say, okay, it's the Carlson Van Camp and Robbins show, okay? <laughs> just let him have it. If that happens... The man is so far down on his luck that, yeah, I feel sorry for him. <laughs> is that right before he lives under the bridge? He comes knocking on our door? <laughs> I don't think that guy's ever going to live under a bridge. No, he's not. Of course not. Actually, no. I think he's going to be bigger than ever. This Whatever he figures out what he wants him, to do. Yeah, right. I agree. So, okay, more on that a little bit later. A big announcement today from Joe Biden. Oh, yeah. Joe Biden has made it official. He is running for re-election. Uh, the critics and naysayers be damned, he says. And in the initial, he starts it off again with with fake news, like he did the last time he ran for president. It starts out with, oh, the mob descending upon the United States Capitol, and Uncle Joe Biden is the only guy who can save us from insurrectionists. But they had to record it because he can't get a sentence out. Yeah. Right. Freedom. Personal freedom is fundamental to who we are as Americans. Uh, There's nothing more important, nothing more sacred. Yeah. That's been the work of my first term, to fight for our democracy. This shouldn't be a red or blue issue. Oh, my gosh. To protect our rights, to make sure that everyone in this country is treated equally and that everyone is given a fair shot at making it. <laughs> Dude. But, you know, around the country, MAGA extremists oh, yeah, are yeah, lining yeah. up to take on those bedrock freedoms. Cutting Social Security oh, yeah. that you paid for your entire life while cutting taxes for the very wealthy. Dictating what health care decisions women can make. Banning books and telling people who they can love. Uh, all while making it more difficult for you to be able to vote. Yep, killing babies is still women's health care. Yeah. Forget about dudes in women's showers yeah, now we'll just admitting books oh yeah yeah all of it that's a good one too making it harder to vote remember that evil mm -hmm. evil jim crow 2.0 makes jim crow look like jim eagle whatever the hell that meant when he said it in georgia the voting yep. law and remember the atlanta journal constitution had the poll i think it was conducted by the university of georgia yep where zero percent of african-american respondents said they had trouble voting Correct. Zero percent. But just go out and keep those talking points. Don't change them up. You yeah. figure they worked last time, they'll work again. Why right. not? You know what's interesting is he doesn't tell you what he did. No. I mean, he's not looking at his own resume going, under my leadership, we ABC. Well, it's look at what's happened. The, all the social inflection and nonsense. Inflation, know. the economy, the border. Yeah. Can't talk about any of that stuff. No. No. So you got to talk about... Force the military to get vaccinated. Whoops, sorry about that. Banning books and access Just. to voting and loving who you want to love and blah, blah, freaking blah. <laughs> How does that help anyone? Now, you have another clip of Joe Biden, David. I do. Well, I mean, Joe Biden spoke at a ceremony honoring the teacher of the year and tried to give a shout out to a congresswoman 
Congresswoman, keep that in mind. Johanna Hayes is her name. Johanna Hayes. Got it? Yeah. All right, here we go. Two outstanding educating Congresswomen, Jonah. Huh? And by the way, Jonah Hayes is. Jonah, where are you? There you are, Jonah, right in front of me. Stand up, Jonah. Jonah happens to be a teacher, happens to be the 2016 National Teacher of the Year. It's Jonah's identifying as a man now. Johanna, not Jonah. But well, once it was again, Johanna, now it's Jonah, this, according to Joe. But th- this, this totally proves my point, is that among all the people whose names he scro- screws up, it tends to be most frequently black people. And he did it again. That is true. Katenji, well, you saw her. Yeah, oh, yeah. You saw her, that one. Yes, yeah, of course. My, uh, the guy who runs that outfit over there. <clears throat> yeah. Lloyd Austin, Secretary of uh-huh. Defense. Yeah. But, you know, if just a little lighter color, he can come somewhere close. Yeah. Javier Bacaria. Right. <laughs> yes. Bacaria, Bacaria. I mean, to me, it was Bacaria, like the best Bacaria. news I've heard all day, and maybe will hear all day, that Joe Biden's running for re-election. That makes our job so much easier. <laughs> you mean as broadcasters we'll be or pulling as people audio that want to save the, the country? The campaign trail is going to be wonderful for What campaign comic. trail? He's not going to go campaign. He already, yeah, he already proved it. He only has to do like one event a month, yeah. maybe. He needs another virus, I suppose. I imagine yeah. they're cooking one up in the Sudan right now. But anyway, I mean, they're going to think, all right, what is the payoff if we send him out there? And then what bad could happen? I got hairy legs. <laughs> that could happen. No, he's not going anywhere. I think they'll just keep him in the same thing, run the same type of campaign. Just... Absolutely. Wow. Yeah, that's. I do think that. They did spend a lot of time with on Kamala on this ad, too. Yeah. There was a lot of quick shots of Kamala. Oh, yeah. Kamala's going to be the running mate. They're they're locked in. They're ready to go. Well, and I think one of us is going to lose a bet on that. But they feel like that it was too much to lose if they booted her in favor of somebody else. That they just could not take the hit politically. You know, woman of color, that whole thing, because you know how the left would play yeah. that. But, I mean, this was hilarious to me. Good Morning America talking about the Biden announcement with this analysis. Now, don't expect a big rollout today or a lot of fanfare along with this announcement. And that is intentional. His team wants to cast Biden as a president who is hard at work doing the job and will be trying to draw sharp contrast with Republicans at every turn. He's out doing the work. Right. He's been so busy. He has no time to campaign. This isn't this isn't the same guy who just ahead of the midterm elections had that blood red backdrop in Philadelphia as he was talking about how MAGA Republicans is, is leading to a resurgence in fascism in America. <laughs> this guy definitely does not want any sort of fanfare. No, they're keeping him down because, well, they don't have enough go juice to keep him going for a campaign. They got to save it a little bit. So now in retrospect, knowing this was coming, what was the failing New York Times play with the editorial board talking about the guy's old uh, on Sunday? You know, man, I, I, I think that there have been messages sent to Joe Biden. You're not going to run again. You're not going to be the nominee. Mm-hmm. And I think right now Joe Biden's saying, no, you're stuck with me. Because he's, <laughs> I mean, this guy, this guy, the one thing that that defined his career up until the, the moment that the Obama team decided to make him into lunch pail Joe was that he was a liar. He was ruthless. Mm-hmm. He was a little bit dumb, but he knew where a lot of bodies were buried. And yes. he was going to try to get his way no matter what, no matter who got hurt. 
That was his reputation, a shameless politician. So you think now at this late stage he's going to suddenly listen because some deep state nerd is telling him, no, we got the goods on you? Hell no, man. Joe's going for it. Yeah, agree. And you know the latest polling, and we've seen this. We'll see what happens because, as they're saying, I'm probably going to be another Biden-Trump election. Yeah. And the thing is, that's exactly what the Democrats want. Sure they do. And I know Trump is out there saying, well, they're, they're trying to ruin me. I understand that they still want Trump to run because he's the one person that Biden can beat in a hypothetical. Yeah. He loses to DeSantis and I think he loses to pretty much anybody else. Mm -hmm. So yes. Don't you get the feeling that the whole plan is to just keep the pressure on Trump? Like this could be it. The walls are closing in again and he just slips by yet again enough to run and get Mm -hmm. out there and then they destroy him you know a few weeks out and biden skates into the second term right and and and, you know the legal process can take for it can take a very very long time right and we know that some of these outstanding cases will be going well into next year and so i mean to me it's like uh, like we said a few weeks ago you know that two things are at play here one is gin up enough sympathy for donald trump to get him to win the primary because mm-hmm. obviously they're out to get him. They really are. Uh, right. and, and then two is to damage him enough for a general. Yeah. All right. Switching gears to Tucker Carlson out at Fox. <laughs> so we get this news yesterday. Since that time, what do you think this is really about, David? I think it's a company protecting its bottom line. I think they've got a ton of lawsuits out there that are coming their way. He is probably the biggest. I mean, he certainly is the biggest star on the network. Um, and is certainly the most controversial. And so you've got this workplace harassment lawsuit filed by an old producer. And I think right now they're the, the, the people who are protecting the profit margins at Fox News are, are basically using Tucker Carlson as a sacrifice to the wolves. Yeah, and the whole harassment issue, because that gets tossed out there, and what do people Im- immediately think? Oh, harassment. That Tucker was doing something. Hitting on somebody yeah. was inappropriate. Well, That's a not it. Grabbing going on or something. Yeah. Right. It was use of words and it was the staff and it's all of those things. But for your take, David, you know who shares that take with you? And who's that? The guy that was in Tucker's slot before Tucker. Oh, Bill O'Reilly. Really? Check it out. There are a number of lawsuits going to be filed shortly against Fox News Board of Directors people who sit on the board, okay, by shareholders, people who own the stock. And by the way, Fox News stock was down big today. Okay. So FNC is aware those lawsuits are coming. Yo. And the board of directors themselves, the individual sitting on the board, okay, they're going to def- they're gonna have to defend themselves. Right. And then he said pretty much what you said. But the fact is, there, this litigation against Fox News is ongoing and destructive. Tucker Carlson is the lightning rod. Okay? <laughs> yes. And I think that's a huge part of it. I think that's, that's on. Okay. With that, what does that mean for Fox? Oh, that's the thing, right? I do think a lot of people are going to leave. 
I don't think it's going to devastate it forever, but I think it is going to show yeah. up. It's going to hurt them. Well, this is another thing. There was nobody getting hot in the bullpen. There was no replacement because they didn't think they needed one. Guy was young. He wasn't going to retire. Well, not only that, but, there, man, but there's no one to take that. Who's going to fill that void? That's like asking who's going to fill the void of Rush Limbaugh. Well, exactly. That's yeah. right. There and is no one. That's a very valid point. Yes. You know, so it's going to be interesting how this rolls going forward and who they put in there. But a lot of people have lost trust in Fox. The reason, and I, you know, a lot of people have said this, but I think it's really true. For so many people across the United States, they felt like Tucker Carlson was looking out for them sure. more than any sort mm-hmm. of corporate corporate interest. I don't think there's anyone else on Fox that they feel that way about. Eh, a little bit here and there with maybe a couple of hosts, but not to the extent mm-hmm. with Tucker. Um, but more on that a little bit later. Did you see the numbers with Bud Light? Because people thought this story was going to go away. Coors Light and Miller Light have pulled in as much as Bud Light has lost over the last couple of weeks. Wow. I saw that. Yep. And this is a complete different situation from the past where a lot of conservatives said, hey, we don't boycott. We don't do that. Mm -hmm. And there have been a lot of the sort of new conservative movement to say, hey, we got to play by different rules. We can't play by the same old rules here. We have to show some of these people. That we have buying power, too. And holy smokes, are you seeing it, man? What is AB going to do? You really have a big hole to dig out of, it seems like. And part of it is because, you know, I've I've certainly consumed my fair share of Bud Light. But there's nothing remarkable about Bud Light versus Miller Light versus anything else. I mean, there's a lot of very generic beer out there. And yep. what happened was people said, okay, we're, I see that Bud Light label, and I just don't want to do it anymore. I'm going to go six inches over and get a Miller or whatever. Well, and people are saying, well, you could start by apologizing yeah. for partnering with this trans person. They can't do that. Nope. Three cases for everybody. <laughs> <laughs> All right. News update and left-wing insurrection in Montana next. All right. The Markley Van Camp and Robbins Show. Jamie Markley, David Van Camp, <clears throat> Scott Robbins. Excuse me. Okay. What is this left-wing insurrection in Montana you oh, speak of, David? Yeah, another insurrection by left-wing terrorists, this time what? at the Montana State House. Uh, this is because of Democrat Representative Zoe Zephyr. Talked about him a while back. He's a guy who says he's a woman and claimed yep. that anyone who voted to ban sex change surgeries for minors has blood on their hands. Because apparently okay, that's necessary yeah. now. Well, he's being censured by the state house, and during the hearing, left-wing protesters stormed the building, interrupted the proceeding, encouraged by Representative Zephyr, who was holding up a microphone for the insurrectionists as they pounded on the door. That's against the rules. Well, you would Sounds think. Sounds like a sound check. Yeah, right. <laughs> but that's... That... that that solid pounding, that's yeah. them pounding on the glass doors. Wow. And, boy, that, that seems rather insurrectiony, does it not? It does, compared. Hmm. Strange. Uh, this is really funny, though, afterward, just a, a bit of a lighthearted moment. A cop was being interviewed, and he was holding one of the insurrectionists after the insurrectionist was arrested. And his demeanor is great when he is called out for, quote-unquote, misgendering the young woman being arrested. <laughs> 
Okay, roll it. They made the arrest, so I brought her down. And she's been exceptionally day, nice. Day. Okay. He's <laughs> just okay. Yeah, whatever. <laughs> just, whatever. The visual of it is funny because it is totally. They, they, they. Yeah, you got a guy who's probably in his 60s, maybe a little bit older, right. who's holding this little freak show, who's clearly a young woman and is named Hannah, even. And so, and he's just, you know, like a normal human being saying she. And all of a sudden, these other freak shows, they, it's they. And he just sort of smiles and says, okay, whatever. And just shakes his head like I don't I don't care just just get out of here. <laughs> yeah, at this point, he's just tired. Just right? leave me alone. Just leave me alone. Montana, I'm going to say it again. Just get a hold of Rip. Time for a trip to the train station. It'll be all right. Yep, it'll be okay. Take Jimmy with you. <laughs> He'll help. <laughs> I mean, it is man. It's mass psychosis all over the place. Yeah, it is. Oh God. I mean, we'll get into it when we get to uh, What's Your Story after a news update coming up uh, in just a little bit, and I'll explain what I mean. Because this is, it is, man, I've said it before, I think it's like a battle of good versus evil. And I know some people think that's absolutely nuts. I didn't realize that Tucker Carlson actually said that <laughs> this past Friday, heading into the weekend. Almost, in some ways verbatim, but we'll get to that coming up uh in a bit. Did you see this story? And I know you love the little puppies, Scott. All about it. I like animals, yep. That a little puppy uh, was saved from an opioid OD. What? Yes. No joke. A uh, little poodle named Toodles. Oh. Yeah, that sounds like a joke. It's not. Somehow overdosed on opioids. They gave him Narcan. And now he has made a full recovery thanks to this vet in Pennsylvania. It sounds like his owner may have been using fentanyl. Real guys. But Toodles is now being put up for an adoption. Mm-hmm. So see, the dog was saved. Somebody had to jump in on this and call it Bark Can. <laughs> <laughs> really? The dogs. <laughs> News update next. The Markley Van Camp and Robin Show. I'm Jamie Markley, the Gen Xer. David Van Camp, the Millennial, the Sexy Boomer, Scott Robbins. Okay, David. Um, this is a story about Anthony Blinken. Yeah. Uh, Anthony Blinken, the Secretary of State. Remember last week the news broke that uh, he was the guy who led the effort to get a bunch of intelligence officials to claim that Hunter Biden's laptop was Russian disinformation. Did you see the legacy media outlets all over that one? Weird. I didn't. No, because they didn't cover it. Yeah. Well, Fox News has an interesting follow-up to this. Apparently, Tony Blinken, his wife, and Hunter Biden had a pretty cozy relationship while Joe Biden was vice president. Because Anthony Blinken at the time was the deputy secretary of state under Barack Obama. Uh, Emails from the infamous abandoned laptop that Blinken sought to discredit show that Hunter has ties to Blinken and his wife, uh, Yvonne Ryan, dating back to over a decade having scheduled meetings with him while he was on the board of Burisma and Blinken was deputy secretary of state. Hmm. Uh, and Blinken's wife, by the way, was Biden's deputy campaign manager when he tried to run for president in, 20, uh, in 2007. So, wow. <laughs> so it's all very incestuous here, right? Well, in an email in 2015, Hunter tried to schedule a meeting with Blinken so he could get the deputy secretary's, uh, secretary of state's advice on some things. Hmm. Interesting. 
Uh, and then in July, they did meet at Blinken's office. And later that day, Blinken told Hunter in an email, it was great to see him and catch up. Also wrote, you will love this. After you left, Marjorie, the wonderful African-American woman who sits in my outer office and used to be Colin Powell's assistant, said to me, he sure is pleasant on the eyes. Tell your wife. <laughs> hey, the black chick that works out in the office, she did you. All right, tell your wife that. Dude. And I'm thinking to myself, okay, so they would get catch up and, you know, get advice. And you're like, okay, advice on what exactly? Right. The fact that, what, Tony Blinken uh, tries to play guitar and sings, and Hunter Biden used to do drugs like a rock star might. Well, he <laughs> sang, too. Hunter sang? Yeah, in the bathtub. Oh, I didn't know that. <laughs> Is that for real, or did you just make that up? I made it up, but it sounds real. <laughs> well, who knows? I never saw the videos from the laptop. I know some of you saw some of that stuff, and I'm like, holy smokes, man. I just saw the still photos of well, you know somebody you know, like you're... whipping somebody like a dog, and I'm like, holy cow! Doesn't this take anybody down anymore? Well, it's the president's son. It has nothing to do with him. No, he's the big guy. It's the ten percent. Yeah, I mean, and the fact that we're still no further along with that is infuriating. Yeah. Golly, man. So yeah, I mean, all these people it seems have known each other for a long time, all starting mm -hmm. under Obama. And as soon as one's gone, there is another one to take their place. Uh-huh. Yes. And they're all getting rich off of it. Absolutely. Interesting how that works. That's the game, man. All right. Time to go around the table. May not be the biggest story out there today, but it caught your attention. David, what's your story? I like this. I saw this in a story. It was actually about health savings accounts. But it was one of those AITA uh, posts on Reddit. That's am I the bleep hole? Got it. Uh, and 32-year-old <laughs> mom told the uh, Reddit subforum, am I the bleep hole? She's now considering ending her marriage. The woman oh. got an epidural while giving birth, mm -hmm. and the husband took one look at the $8,000 overall bill and derided her for accepting such luxury treatment. <laughs> he said, you caved after you got your epidural in the 24th hour of labor. We we agreed you wouldn't get the epidural, and you caved. I'm not paying the bill. Holy smokes. I've never heard of a case like this before. So, so, so he's demanding the charge come out of her personal savings because, quote, he shouldn't have to pay for all of her extra requests. <laughs> <laughs> that, this one's not going to stand the test of time. I'll bet the, on that one. You understand the concept of child support? This is nothing compared to what you're <laughs> going to be paying if this marriage doesn't work, pal. <laughs> nothing. Listen, you, you're using your money for that epidural, honey, okay? <laughs> your money, not my money. You know, this is... I, I hadn't heard this story before, but off the top of my head, this will tell you for the people that say, well, there's really no difference in the sexes. This is a good example. Yeah. Because if that dude says anything like, you couldn't take the pain, he is an a-hole. Totally. I think we would is. all agree. Yeah. Right? Okay. If it's the dude, and can he suffer through and save eight grand, mm -hmm. some sort of pain, or is he going to take the epidural way out? If he does go that way and it costs the family eight grand, you think he's not going to hear about it in some form? <laughs> Well, I would love to go on that vacation, Mom, but somebody had to have painkillers during that root canal. They cost $8,000. Now, I don't want to speak bad of him, 
<laughs> but I think you get what I'm saying. You should be wide awake when they do that bypass. <laughs> you can see it happening. Well, yeah. Well, yeah. not only that, think about the dude. He gets to work. Say it's on this show. You caved for the eight grand. You couldn't get through it. And the other two guys would look at him and go, <laughs> really? Couldn't hack it, huh? That's the way that goes down. Uh, that's why they just a little different. Every time they removed the bullet back in the old Western days, you bit the towel and uh, had a bottle of Jack Daniels next right. to you. Yeah. Right? That is yeah. true. All right, Scott, what's your story? Uh, my story is this uh, there is a new Rutgers study coming out that has some shocking to anybody who wasn't paying attention uh, news in it. There was an increase in LGBTQ intimate partner violence. There's also a rise in sex attacks on teen girls. And a major decline in cancer screenings, an unprecedented drop in teen mental health. Why? Because of lockdowns! Uh, and that's not all. It goes on to say a lot of this did never did reduce any COVID death rates. Sweden, which avoided lockdowns, did better than the nations that pursued them. Uh, evidence also shows an increased number of deaths from heart attacks, obesity, mental health problems, drug overdoses, and the like. People who, because of their age, were at very low risk for COVID, died at a much higher than normal rate from everything else. Wow. And children were hurt the most, suffering developmental delays and other losses. Now, this is something we've speculated about since the beginning, since this thing really started to take shape, that mm -hmm. this is not a good thing, right? And, of course, you got shouted down, you're a killer, you got blood on your hands and all this other nonsense. And now we're starting to get some real hard research to indicate that, yeah, this is absolutely true. Needless deaths everywhere. Well, and societal issues. I remember when Dan Patrick from Texas, lieutenant governor. Yeah. Well, it was on Tucker Carlson's show that he said, I, I'd rather myself die so my grandkids have a future. Right. And people went after him like he was out of his mind. Yeah. Yep. But that's an old way of thinking, of sacrificing for other people. <laughs> It's a different time right now. It, but it is interesting that there's been no apologies issued that I'm aware not. of from anybody. Like, yeah. hey, we got it wrong. I'm sorry. Nah. No. Well, I'll tell you what, man. I will switch my uh, what's your story. I'll do my Tucker Carlson thing coming up here in the next 10 minutes. I will switch it. And on top of yours for yeah. my story, uh -huh. um, do the story out of Germany where vaccine injuries have become the dominant theme of German reporting. This is wild, man. Mm. Um, because there are apologies there. There was the dude that was known as the German Fauci. He was coined that phrase in the Washington Post. Frau Fauci? Forget what his, what is his name. Oh, gosh. I'm playing on this shit. Carl Lauterbach. Uh, that's it. Carl Lauterbach gave this interview where he denounced exorbitant pharmaceutical profits, deplored dismaying vaccine injuries, and called for the manufacturers to set aside funds for those who have been harmed. And so there are a bunch of headlines that have happened all over media, including state media in Germany. And here's just some of the headlines. Well, there's one where there is a guy suing because um, he pretty much lost the sight of his right eye. Jeez. Um, because of the vaccine, um, from Der Spiegel, the problems are hushed up. Marburg cardiologist Bernhard Schieffer uh, treats people who suffer from long-term symptoms after COVID vaccinations. He criticizes the lack of support 
and Health Minister Karl Lauterbach. Um, from the, I don't even know how to pronounce this in German. It's a regional paper. Um, it was the quote from someone that had a vaccine injury that said, my life is no longer like before. Um, from the local Frankfurter New Press. Lupus after COVID vaccination. Young woman is treated in special Cologne Clinic. Severely injured by a, they call it a Corona vaccination. Right. And now requires um, special treatment. There is from the state media behemoth ZDF. COVID vaccine injury. Do manufacturers face liability? Question mark. Anyone who has suffered vaccine damage can take action against the vaccine manufacturers and apply for state benefits. But the hurdles for compensation are high. Then from another uh, state media news service. Soon the lawsuits will start. Across Germany, there are almost 200 civil lawsuits against corona vaccine manufacturers like BioNTech. The plaintiffs claim to have been harmed by the vaccination. So, yeah, that is a big deal there. Yeah. We'll wait and see where that goes. And again, man, our current media is not about telling people in the United States the news that they would want to know. Because you cannot tell me people in the United States would not want to know that's going on in Germany. But they're not going to tell people about that. They've talked about this, too, with this education thing. It's going to be decades before we really sort all this out in terms of the loss of learning. Oh, sure. From from an entire generation of kids. Yes. That's just part of it. I know. That's a small part of it, actually. I mean, for what the vaccine could do to you. They won't know that for years. No. But we're already seeing hints. A little bit. And not only that, but the social problems it created. And it's just the whole thing. Yeah. And, you know, and again, if I had a nickel for every time that this show, we were told there's blood on our hands. And we're, you know, we were never, as far as I know, we weren't necessarily an anti-vax war war hunt here. But you're always... You know, but if you even even said anything and just yeah tell the truth yeah that's all you're trying to do yeah I mean I don't know how else to say it I I don't think anyone would consider anybody on the show to be rich and protecting (laughs) (laughs) anything you're just trying to tell the truth yeah because you want to have a trust with you know. If you're listening every day, you you're I don't want to lie to you. Yeah. I want to tell you what's going on. And sometimes people get mad at it. You know, if we're wrong, you try to say, hey, you know what? Wrong on that one. But when you look at this Rutgers study, you see all this and you say to yourself, well, yeah, we were talking about this two years ago. Yeah. Absolutely. But I do believe, I mean, we see it every day with a lot of legacy media outlets. They lie every day. Golly. What a- they know what the truth is. Yeah. But they won't tell it. Mm-hmm. They'll shade it. Okay. All right. We'll get to a uh, story I got about Tucker. It was something he said this past Friday that, to me, hit the nail on the head. It's interesting. He's fired now. Also, younger people less likely to support an assault weapons ban. Interesting. Straight ahead. All right. The Markley Van Camp and Robin Show. Jamie Markley, Dave Van Camp, Scott Robbins. So I saw some of Tucker Carlson's speech, Heritage Foundation, this past Friday. Of course, finding out now, the talks to fire him from Fox started on Friday. Apparently so, yeah. Very interesting. Mm -hmm. I don't think it was this speech, per se. It was other things. But 
know, I've said this a few times on the show, and I know some people think you're a kook for saying it, that what we're seeing in the country right now, to me, is this battle of good and evil. People can roll their eyes and be like, okay, this is more about different issues and policies and, you know, woman's rights choose or abortion. And I think when Tucker was talking about this, saying he understands if a teen girl gets pregnant, you want to have this conversation. But to actually celebrate abortion, that that then goes over the line. Yeah. That's something different. Or when you're talking about uh, the trans movement of sterilizing kids before they hit puberty. Um, and he just flat out said, What you're watching is not a political movement. It's evil. Th that's true. And then he kind of breaks it down this way. You want to know what's evil and what's good. What are the characteristics of those? And by the way, you know, I, I think the Athenians would have agreed with this. This is not necessarily just a Christian notion. This is kind of a, I would say, widely agreed upon understanding of good and evil. What are its products? What are these two conditions produce? Well, I mean, good is characterized by order, calmness, tranquility, peace, whatever you want to call it, lack of conflict, cleanliness. Cleanliness is next to godliness. It's true. It is. That might be true. I don't think anybody on the show wants to think of it that way. <laughs> but anyway, go ahead, Tucker. You're on a roll. That's good. And evil is characterized by their opposites. Violence, hate, disorder, division, disorganization, and filth. So if you are all in on the things that produce the latter basket of outcomes, what you're really advocating for is evil. That's just true. And I think that is true. And this is sort of how he wraps it. And we've got this idea, let's have a debate about our ideas. They don't want a debate. Those ideas won't produce outcomes that any rational person would want under any circumstances. Those are manifestations of some larger force acting upon us. It's just so obvious. It's completely obvious. And I think two things. One, we should say that and stop engaging in these totally fraudulent debates where we are using the terms yeah. that we used in 1991 when I started at Heritage as if maybe, you know, I could just win the debate if I marshaled more facts. I've tried that. doesn't work. How many times have you said that, David? I presented yeah. people with facts. They, they won't hear it. Yeah, they because because their religion is whatever they believe is the current thing you're supposed to believe. Yes. So in the end... I'm serious. Like, why not? And I'm saying that to you not as some kind of evangelist. I'm literally saying that to you as an Episcopalian. The Samaritans <laughs> of our time. And what good. was it that he said? And two, maybe we should all take just like 10 minutes a day to say a prayer about it. Yeah. Because it is, man. It's on right now. And even I have concluded it might be worth taking just 10 minutes out of your busy schedule to say a prayer for the future. And I hope you will. <laughs> and then he was fired. Yeah. Yeah. He's going to come back. It'll be bigger. Pretty confident of that. This is the Markley Van Camp and Robin Show. Are you ready? Jamie Markley.
David Van Camp and Scott Robbins. We just become best friends. Yep. Making sense of it all. Oh, I get it. And having some fun. Lighten up, Francis. This is the Markley, Van Camp, and Robbins Show. The Markley, Van Camp, and Robbins Show. Jamie Markley, David Van Camp, Scott Robbins. Big news today. Joe Biden running for president. Yeah, he said run for re-election because the dark MAGA forces are coming for all of your freedoms or something. Yeah. Now, now just sit there and take it while I sick the DOJ on you for being Catholic. Mm-hmm. Or ignore, you know, leftists firebombing your Catholic pregnancy resource center. Or get the FBI to investigate you because you made a ruckus at a school board meeting. Yeah. All while while letting leftist insurrectionists storm state houses across the United States. To fight for democracy is what it is. That's right. That's what we're told, right? The fight for <laughs> democracy. Yeah. <laughs> okay. It's freaking laughable, man. Yeah. Yesterday, before he made the announcement, Joe Biden boldly came out in favor of keeping porn in school libraries. Really? Yeah. Roll it. Let's stand with teachers and parents against politicians who try to score political points by banning books. I never thought, as a student of history, I never thought I'd be a president who was fighting against elected officials trying to ban and banning books. Oh, gosh. What books are they trying to ban, Joe? Tired of yeah. crap. Yeah. yeah, would you like to read one of these books? Would you like to show the pictures? Uh, of, of some of these books that have caused concern among parents. Can you imagine Captain Stumbles trying to get through one of those? <laughs> so anyway, I took him in my... No! Whoa! <laughs> Hold on a second! Hey. Okay! Hey. Uh, There's a reason parents read these books at school board meetings and then they shut them down and turn the mic off. Hey, we're on cable right now. We, uh, yeah. Kids could hear it. We're on public That's access. That's the point. <laughs> Banning books. Yeah, no, and also, shelf. Yes. There's a key difference between saying, okay, this isn't going to be part of the curriculum or available in the school library and yes. banning books. Nobody's banning books. Of course not. Gosh. Empty shelves don't help kids learn very much. And I've never met a parent who wants a politician dictating what their kid can learn and oh what they boy. can think or who they can be. Oh, boy. Well, That's right. Then why elect school board members at all? <laughs> yeah. Good question. And one other thing. Can we get some social workers? Because we got some parents, good people. They want to do the right thing. They're just too dumb. They don't know how to raise their kids. We bring social workers into homes and parents to help them deal with how to raise their children. It's not that they don't want to help. They don't want. They don't know quite what to do. See, they just don't know what to do. Yeah. That's no, what I, I really think of the parents. I had a conversation with a teacher that I know over the weekend who was complaining about having to like redo all this curriculum and coursework and everything, and some of it does seem pretty difficult. Because you don't really know, like, what is, a, what is appropriate, what is not appropriate, what are the guidelines, what do they say, what is allowed, what is not. I understand that. You know, anytime you have a big change, a lot of work has to be done for everybody to catch up. Yeah. And my, as, as I'm listening to this and I'm trying to formulate a response, the only thing that kept coming up to mind was all your librarian had to do was get the porn out of the library. That's it. Correct. If the librarian had done that, if you didn't have freak show teachers putting it in classrooms, yep, 
show like how to on how to if you're a boy how to perform oral sex on another boy like get that material out of the classroom and you wouldn't be in this mess correct that's all you had to do and there were certain teachers and administrators and librarians who for reasons i can only speculate on refused to do that and so now you're in this mess trying to rebuild lesson plans sorry you, if you it's just, pretty much the way it is at any business. Right. All it takes is a few people to screw everything up, yeah. and you have to put the time in to help make changes. That's yeah. just the way it works. I don't know what else to tell you. Yeah, it's part of it. Are you saying you want these porn books in the classroom? <laughs> no, well, then you're going to have to do extra stuff. Well, they, Sorry, they, this they, is life. They don't think you're capable of raising children. They think they're capable of raising your children. Yes. That's what it is. Absolutely. It's all it's ever been. Well, it started at the top. I mean, just words. Words, please. Anybody. Make sure you have the record player on at night. The, the, the phone. Make sure the kids hear words. What do you mean age with that guy? Huh? <laughs> Relevant as ever. Of course he's ready to run again. Okay. What's the story, David, with Virginia Democrats? Oh, yeah. Virginia Democrats blocked a bill that would require children under the age of 18 to get parental approval before setting up social media accounts or to use websites that collect users' data. Uh, The sites would have been required to make reasonable efforts to get parental verification in one of three ways. A signed consent form using a credit card or a government-issued ID. Uh, State Senator uh, Monty Mason and Representative uh, Shelley Simons were heard whining about this bill, and this really tells you who they are. Okay, roll it. It's just all a part of this parental crap that they're they're selling and you guys killed it right oh we killed it has this been the attitude for a long time? Is it just come to the surface now, or has this been over the last oh, five years? I, I think it's come to the surface. I think it's been in existence for, for years, if not decades. I think so, Th- too. This is why you're seeing such a fit being thrown, because they talk about how it's somehow fascist to have uh, Governor Ron DeSantis or Greg Abbott crack down on certain curriculum materials. And it's because the institutional capture has been so complete that they see it as theirs. And any right. challenge to that is a threat to them and their power. And I'm not talking about just your average elementary school teacher or anything like that. I'm talking about the people who are pushing this sort of woke or Marxist curriculum onto kids in order to indoctrinate them into their worldview. They are threatened by that loss of power. And it's interesting that for years they've been okay with government forcing certain viewpoints into the classroom. But as soon as another person with a different viewpoint starts to say, no, we're not going to do that anymore, suddenly Mm -hmm. now that's fascism, please. It's their panic. That's why you're seeing the screeching, because they know that a lot of their ideas are indefensible, so they just call it fascism. Yes. Well, (laughs) when you have different goals in mind, and they're goals that you really can't tell people about... You can't say that out loud, Mm -hmm. but you get very prickly when all of a sudden your powers start to go away. 
and you will. You'll clutch on it as for everything you've got because you know what the end goal is. Just re- they, what they've done is rewritten the vocabulary. I mean, now if you find a particular book that is objectionable because of the subject matter to children, you're a fascist. You know, I mean, you yeah. want you, if if you uh, if you disagree with trans surgeries on 13 year olds, 12 year olds, then you're a transphobe and you want children to die. This is what they do. Yeah, without any proof of that they at all. They just no say receipts, it and no throw re- it out nothing. there, and they it's just, gone. Yes, yes, of course. So it's just changed everything. If if you have words that are that differ from their words, you're violent. It's violence. Words are violence. Yeah. Well, this, is, this is what we've learned. I mean, everything is hyperbole. Totally agree. By the way, anybody hear about uh, Hunter Biden that uh, has now been ordered to appear in Arkansas court? I already been hiding out at the White House. You were talking about that yesterday. Yeah, I mean, that's the word. That's why he went to Germany with his dad, to stay away from it. Well, this is, listen to where the story goes. This is pretty wild, man. So, you know the whole deal about the little girl that has not been claimed by really any Biden. Yeah. Okay, it was the, let's see, got to be politically correct here. You can't say stripper. Um, Adult entertainer? Exotic dancer? Does that work? Uh, Sure. Uh, Dancing artist? Yes. Uh, yeah, whichever. <laughs> like Subway all of a sudden. Uh, and sandwich. Right <laughs> it's something like that. Uh, London Roberts, the former stripper. Yeah. Asked an Arkansas court, um, hey, I'm not getting any money out of Hunter Biden. Okay. He's supposed to pay child support. Where's the money? Maybe he should be in jail. Um, the judge handling the case, it seems, has had it. Okay. And the judge said, uh, Hunter needs to appear in person at every hearing going forward. His next ordered appearance will be May 1st. And as this story goes, it should produce some news. Because the judge said, from now on, I want both of your clients at every hearing I conduct. Wow. wow. Because of, you know, this four-year-old girl. Judge Meyer lashed out at the attorneys on a Zoom call yesterday complaining that litigation was taking too long. I will no longer allow us to excuse clients. So he'll be required to be present. Listen to this. Here comes the best part of the story. So it sounds like, okay, the hammer's finally getting dropped on this. Good. He's got to show up. I mean, he's got a responsibility Mm -hmm. here. Um, But as far as Hunter Biden's lawyer, there's a reason why he can't turn over these tax forms and get this tax information um because the attorney said uh there's a laptop associated with my client hunter uh possibly containing income tax records that was still in a repair shop (laughs) i'm not making that up that's what hunter's lawyer said we can't get the tax documents because they're in a laptop in a repair shop (laughs) <laughs> is did the Russians file his 1040 EZ or what? <laughs> like what happened? Because I thought that was Russian disinformation. But we know it's not. See? Ah, okay. And so now that everyone knows it's not, nope. it's uh, the murder weapon is in the glove box, which is an auto repair shop. Yeah, you know, I can't get that. You know, man, I, I I get so frustrated with all of this, and it's not. <laughs> you know, I I just sit here and think, okay, dude, you've been running around the yeah. world making millions of dollars you got a four-year-old girl and i know he's got what four other kids Mm -hmm. something hard to keep track how hard is it 
for you to cut a damn check without hauling people into court. Why are you doing this to a four-year-old girl? Because she's caught up in the middle of it. Oh, I know. I know, you know, a lot of parents will try to shield the little kids from it. But, you know, even someone as old as four understands if there's extra stress, might wonder, hey, where's dad? And how hard is it to be a normal freaking human being and take care of somebody who's your child? I mean, I don't, I don't care if you don't want to have a role in your life. It's probably better for her if he's not involved in her life. It's not just that because you know what a scumbag that guy is. There's no one on the Biden team that can say someone write a check and have this go away. Right. <laughs> Biden's got money. Why didn't Joe cut a check? I know. That's what I'm saying. But you've got the lawyer for the mom and the judge going back and forth. And Biden's lawyer is saying, well, his laptop's in the repair shop. And the judge is saying, so does the laptop, is it owned by Hunter? But then the attorney won't answer that question. <laughs> I mean, I, it's just an absolute, absolute crap show. I understand, man. You got you got soldiers right now driving Uber in order to make ends meet to pay yep. their responsibilities, what they yes. owe for their kids. Yes. If they're divorced and they don't have full-time custody. But this, this D-bag can't do it after no. making millions of dollars off of the United States of America? Come on. Right. Which I'm sure if Joe's asked about Hunter again, he'll say he's very proud of his son. Smartest man I know. Yeah. Mm. Proud of what exactly? Mm. Is it the is it this? It's the, okay. Just curious. Okay. Uh, Bud Light. Wow. Staggering sales hit. And words from Tucker Carlson that I think you'll want to hear straight ahead. The Markley Van Camp and Robin Show. Jamie Markley, David Van Camp, Scott Robbins. You saw this, David. Bud Light. Big sales hit. Yeah. Whoa. Well, they're suffering what an industry publication is saying, a staggering sales hit following the controversial marketing tie-up with Dylan Mulvaney. This is the guy who transitioned to be a girl, not, not, not a woman, a girl. Uh, and he's, he's a caricature yeah. of a woman is, is what he is. And there's old social media posts of this guy talking about how maybe he could make it as an actor if he fully transitioned to be a girl. Right. So it, it's a scam at yeah. best. So, Have you seen the prices Right video? Yeah, where he's freaking out. Yeah, yeah. yeah. Male Dylan is exactly the same as right. wannabe female Dylan. Only one was, you know, had a guest spot on the prices right, right, and the other is making a ton of money being an influencer. It's very Charles Nelson Riley e. So the latest yes, sales, yes, yes. latest sales data from. Uh, Nielsen IQ and Bump Williams Consulting shows that Bud Light sales fell 17%. Volume dropped 21% in the week that ended April 15th. And that is sharply ahead of the 6% in sales dollars and 11% drop in volume that Bud Light had suffered during the week that ended April 8th, just seven days that followed the launch of the Mulvaney campaign on social media. And so these numbers are staggering right now. And apparently distributors are in Washington, D.C. to talk with people at Anheuser-Busch about what to do next because Mm -hmm. we're getting killed out there. Well, at first it was sort of, hey, the statement was we never wanted to divide. We want to bring people together. And then there was the patriotic ad. Yeah. 
America. It was all about Budweiser. And then that didn't seem to work. And then all of a sudden, the marketing director that came up with the idea of going with Dylan Mulvaney, uh, they had a little time off right now. And then her boss, uh, you're going to take a little time away right now. So it is. It's like, I don't know that they understood the grasp at the very beginning of this. Mm-hmm. Thought that they, eh, this will just kind of go away. But again, it's one of the times where you really offended the people that buy your product. In so many other cases, it wasn't that clear, but it's totally clear with this case of people saying, ah, forget it. I, I'm not taking anymore. It was like the last straw. And I think, you know, for some people, it was more than just about beer. It was saying, no, I'm tired of all this. And now you join too, forget it. Just done. And until they make the apology, I don't know if it's going to change. We'll see. Well, brain became a joke through memes too, everywhere. Yeah. And just everywhere you looked, it was being mocked. Yes. Yeah, that doesn't help. No, it does not. No. Well, and I think you've said this, you know, recently. Now, if you're the guy drinking one at the bar, exactly. you're going to hear it from, now from other oh, people. Yeah. Oh, sure. Yeah. Yeah. You know, that's, that's a bad place for them to be, no doubt. This is the Markley, Van Camp, and Robin Show. All right, biggest story today, David. Uh, biggest story today, I guess, uh, in the political world, is Joe Biden officially is running for re-election. Uh, made that announcement today. So we'll get a treat of another year and a half of Joe Biden campaigning and desperately clutching on to individual syllables in every sentence he tries to <laughs> utter. So the entertainment value may be there, even though he is a bad guy and a, and a bad president, a worse president, I would say. But, you know, at least we'll be able to get some good Mumbling Meadows material out of this. Yeah, no doubt about that. And then and maybe you've heard this piece of audio when Tucker Carlson was on a podcast about a month ago talking about regrets he's had over his career. And, you know, the leaders at Fox thought he was a little big for his britches. Maybe this has something to do with it. Coming up. All right. The Markley Van Camp and Robin Show. Thank you for being here. I do appreciate it. I'm Jamie Markley. That's David Van Camp, and there's Scott Robbins. So... Joe Biden is going along with this same lie over and over and mm-hmm. over. Oh, yeah. Okay. Yeah. Uh, gay people are literally under attack, and that's why he's running for president, sir. Well, you remember when Trump won in 2016, yeah. and there were like thousands and thousands from the community that moved yeah. out of the United States because they were in fear? <laughs> because that's what the media was saying at the time. Yeah. Of course, it never happened because it was a freaking lie. I do remember in the uh, he brought in the Saudi crown prince for his inauguration. He was throwing gay people off the top of the Capitol. It was crazy. Yes. Yeah. It's like a gay bouncer. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> no, yeah, gay people are not under attack no. in this country. But anyway, Joe Biden trotted out that line. Well, if you try to keep, you know, sickos from diddling kids, I guess you're attacking them? Because it's I, yeah. parents saying, hey, we don't want this in the schools. You're a raging anti-diddlite. Yes. <laughs> got to watch out, man. Yeah. Yes. Remember when David led the troops and got the diddlites? Yes. He got them all. Got them all. Wasn't <laughs> in the book of Isaiah. Anyway, here's <laughs> Joe Biden. But across the country of late from our some of our friends on the extreme right, LBT students and teachers are under attack. 
LBT? Yeah, LBT. So not just regular gay. Yeah, G doesn't doesn't exist anymore, apparently. It's just LBT? Okay. Got it. From hateful laws, I've directed Secretary Cardona to strengthen protections of Title IX, to protect both students and school employees from sexual assault, harassment, discrimination on the basis of sexual orientation but, or gender identity. What? It, no, no yeah, yeah, that's that's fine. Nobody's arguing against protecting people from sexual assault. What? Hold on a second, that's, man. None of that makes sense. No. To protect both students and school employees from sexual assault, harassment, discrimination on the basis of sexual orientation or gender identity. Mm -hmm. I don't know, man. See, but but it's crucial. Translator needed. Well, according to the Democratic Party, it's crucial in the gay community to talk to little kids about their sexual preferences. Huh. Yes. I, that, which, again, I know zero gay people who agree with that sentiment. And to me, it's, it's fairly insulting when they lump in the concerns, the real concerns of parents and community members and, and just say, well, that's obviously an attack on gay people. Well, no, no, it's not. I mean, we just had another case. This was in Oregon of uh, a drag mom and former elementary school teacher who's now been sentenced to less than a year in prison after being convicted of felony child abuse crimes. Kelsey Metaborin pleaded guilty to 11 counts of encouraging child sex abuse in the first Jeez. degree last month. She Gosh, was dang. working as a teacher for the Fern Ridge School District in Oregon, but was suspended following the allegations coming to light last year. Uh, she regularly posted several images of herself and an 11-year-old girl on Instagram claiming her to be a drag mom. It was a total groomer. And look, I Golly. this is what we're talking about. It's not that every drag queen is a diddler, but a lot of diddlers choose the path of drag queen. No, it's true. All you have to do is look at the stats. I mean, it does show up. And I mean, you think about gays against groomers. Okay, they speak out against this. The far left hates them, goes after them for saying, hey, we're not a part of this. Mm-hmm group of gay people just want to live their lives they're not a part of the whole trans activist group but you can see how powerful that group is well i thought it was weird when florida was advancing a bill that would uh that would add the death penalty to child sex offenders like child rapists mm -hmm. and there were some people uh reacting to that just online you know people spouting off and some of these activists uh, saying that this will directly lead to gay people being executed. And I'm like, whoa, 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 whoa. What? Hold the phone. Because what you're doing is saying that <laughs> a bill that gives the death penalty as an option for someone who rapes children is the same as targeting gay people? That, that kind of counters decades of what gay activists have, have tried to distance them, themselves from, the idea that not all gay people are, are pedophiles. Yeah. Doesn't matter. Why are, why is the left lumping? World. Why are they lumping all the things together now? Makes no sense to me. No, it doesn't make any sense to me either. But that's how powerful they are. I mean, and people just go along with it, especially the media. Speaking of which, the media just going along with things. You know, to a degree which we've never seen before. And a lot of people talk, talking about Tucker Carlson getting fired at Fox. Maybe you heard this interview he did about a month ago, podcast, full send. 
mm-hmm. where he was talking about some of the regrets of his career. There's a couple of clips I want to play because I think it speaks to the powers that be at Fox. You're talking about shareholders, people on the board. It seems like Tucker was more and more disenfranchised with just the way media works. This was part of what he said as far as regrets. Part of the revelation that's changed my life is the media are part of the control apparatus. Like there's no – yeah, I know, I know, because you're younger and smarter and you're like, yeah. Yeah. But what if you're me and you spent your whole life in that world and to look around and all of a sudden you're like, oh, wow. Not only are they part of the problem, but I spent most of my life being part of the problem defending the Iraq war. Like, I actually did that. Can you imagine if you did that? So all of a sudden, he's seen himself become, oh, man, I was just in this for so long. I became part of it. Well, I've had a million regrets not being more skeptical, calling people names when I should have listened to what they were saying. Look, when, you, when someone makes a claim, there's only one question that's important at the very beginning, which is, is the claim true or not? That sounds so simple, but it's so true. Yeah. Yeah. When you ask yourself that question. And then from there, he talks about uh, other regrets. For too long, I participated in the culture where I was like, anyone who thinks outside these pre-prescribed lanes is crazy. He's a conspiracy theorist. And I just really regret that. I'm ashamed that I did that. And, and partly it was age, partly it was the world that I grew up in. So when you, when you look at me and you're like, yeah, of course they're part of the means of control. I'm like, that's obvious to you because you're 28, but I just didn't see it at all, at all. And I'm ashamed of that. Okay, from that part, <laughs> I think in some ways... Scott, you had your heart attacks in 2015, and it really started happening in 2016, 17. And I've mentioned this on the show before. I can't tell you how many times, either before the show started or afterwards, David, we're looking at each other going, I can't believe these people just flat out lied. They knew and they lied, people in media. It was this mind-blowing sort of thing that you knew there were people that leaned left or leaned right or whatever, but people that just freaking lie and know it. You're like, what is going on? Um, but the dude, the end from the podcast, asked Tucker, you know, well, isn't that the media's purpose? <laughs> and this is what Tucker said. It, it's their only purpose. Right. They're not here to inform you. Really? Even on the big things that really matter, like the economy and war and COVID and like things that really matter that will affect you. No, their job is not to inform you. They are working for the small group of people who actually run the world. They're their servants, they're their Praetorian Guard, and we should treat them with maximum contempt because they have earned it. Yes. And don't forget, Fox News is a business, too. Yeah. And if they saw in the future he was going to get in the way of that business with the bottom line, yeah, that's part of it. I just thought that was fascinating. We'll see. I think he's going to be fine. I think most people would agree with that. Because he, you know, like a lot of people can command an audience where mm-hmm. when he goes somewhere. Well, in the same way, like, you know, when people thought when Joe Rogan left YouTube to go to Spotify, oh, he's done now. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. <laughs> Not even and close. $100 million later, he's fine. More yeah. than that. Yeah. You know. No, but I mean, it, it's to think that, that Tucker Carlson and 3 million, over 3 million people who watch that show every night are just going to go away. 
with him, well, no, they're going to search something out. And if it's him, they're going to go to him. No question about it. Yeah. No question about it. If he starts his own thing, joins somebody else. He's, he's going to have a pick of where he wants, what he wants to do next. Are oh, you yeah. kidding me? He'll probably end up doing better yeah. in the long run. Okay, Justin Trudeau. This is quite a lie. Yeah. Yeah, so Canadian Prime Minister and illegitimate son of Fidel Castro, <laughs> Justin Trudeau, says he never forced anyone to get the COVID vaccine. This guy, this guy <laughs> is the absolute worst. He is. Unreal. Roll it. Vaccination was going to be the way through this. And therefore, while not forcing anyone to get vaccinated, oh. I chose to make sure that all the incentives and all the protections were there to encourage Canadians to get vaccinated. Now, I see a lot of people nodding along with that. What? Boy, oh boy, you know, the comment section on the live stream right now is exploding with people who are in deep, deep disagreement with everything I just said. And we have to figure out how to yes. continue to protect those people because my job as prime minister is to keep people alive and keep people safe and keep democracy going. Oh, my gosh. Yeah, we didn't force anybody. We, we just said that if you want to travel, eat, work, live, you just need to get vaccinated. And yeah. if you protest against that, well, we're going to take away your money. We're going to freeze your bank accounts. We're going to mm -hmm. call you criminals. You might be under arrest. We're going to call you terrorists. Remember the trucker strike? Yeah. I mean. Yeah, and you won't be going to church either. What is he talking about? Yeah, it's wild. Man. Didn't, didn't force anybody to get back. This is what they do, though. This is what leftists do all over the world. When they lose an argument, they change the language. Golly. That is all they do. So we never forced anyone to get a vaccine, right? And, and what he's saying is we never held anybody down and stuck a needle in their arm. Right, but you said if you want to live in this society, right. Right. you have to get this vaccine. No, that's absolute garbage. There's a huge pushback. You wonder what's going to happen in Canada over the next five years. <laughs> Talk about insurrection. You can see it coming. Wow, man. Gosh, dang. All right. David, you've told me this is a hilarious interview. Yeah. I can't wait to hear this. Yeah. What's the story? So there's a guy. It takes a little bit of setup here. Okay. A guy named Nicholas Alaverdian, he also known as Nicholas Rossi. He's 35. He's a fugitive. He's accused of multiple rapes and fraud over the course of several years. He faked his own death in 2021, claiming he had lymphoma. Someone who was claiming to be his widow, maybe him himself, uh, was, said he was buried at sea. Never going to find the body. He was buried at sea, according to his wishes. Well, he turned up at the hospital in Glasgow, uh, Scotland, in 2021 with a severe COVID infection. The hospital staff noticed his arm tattoos matched an Interpol alert about him. So he was arrested, then released, then arrested again because he missed a bail hearing, then posted bail, missed another hearing, arrested again, and then arrested again for abusing hospital staff. He's currently in jail awaiting extradition, but that process has been stalled because he attacked a worker at the jail. Now, he claims that he is disabled. He's in a wheelchair and has to be on oxygen 100% of the time. He sat down for an interview with Dateline, and he's still claiming, I'm not the guy. Really? He's not that guy. <laughs> that's, not, that's not me. And he says he's a dude named Arthur Knight, 
And in this clip that you'll see or that you'll hear, he tries to stand up from a wheelchair, and his wife is there to tell him to sit back down. And uh, they're all they're all crying, weeping, I and just, oh my. I can't function right now, and you people are tarring and feathering my good name as Arthur Knight. Roll it. I can't breathe. I can't walk. Uh, people say that's not. Let me try to stand up. Let me try to stand up. Exactly. Exactly. What do you say to to someone who <laughs> believes that that you are Nicholas Oliverdian? I am not Andrea. I am not Nicholas Oliverdian. I do not know how to make this clear. What do you say to people who say these are crocodile tears? He's putting on a show. This is all an act. <laughs> Oh, Andrea, no, that's, that's a low blow. That's a right low blow. That guy sounds like Robin's mocking someone crying. They got him dead to rights. Yes. It's him. But he's also apparently he's refused fingerprinting and DNA testing. Why would you yeah. do that? If that's not if it's not you. Right, not you. <laughs> just do it. And what, the, the whole stand-up thing? Yeah. I mean, it was ridiculous. It, it was like something out of a Christopher Guest movie. It really it was. was. You yeah. know, when he sits back down in the wheelchair, see, exactly, exactly. <laughs> <laughs> I am not Andrea. I am not. The knee of that laugh today. And the woman doing the interviews is going, I don't, I, yeah. how'd you get that gig anyway? He drew the short straw. Okay, what's the perfect length of a nap? We'll get to that in a news update next. Okay. The Markley Van Camp and Robbins Show. Jamie Markley, David Van Camp, Scott Robbins. News update, David Van Camp. I thought this uh, survey was a little bit interesting. Uh, We keep hearing about guns, guns, guns in the news, right? And how, oh, there's this critical mass of people who want to ban so-called assault weapons, blah, blah, blah. We hear that all the time. Well, no, no, not really. Uh, Monmouth has a new poll out that shows that uh, reflects what other polls have shown in the last couple of years, Mm -hmm. that uh, public opinion on so-called assault weapons, uh, well, it's shifted from majority backing to a split decision when it comes to a ban. Uh, 46% support this now, a ban. Last year, it was 55%. Uh, the drop in support has mainly come from independents, 49% to 37%. But there have also been declines among Republicans and Democrats. And it's really interesting when you break it down by age. 52% of people over the age of 55 support banning assault rifles. 41% of people 35 to 54 support it. And only 42% of people 18 to 35 support it. That's interesting. So it tends to be older more liberal people who want to ban these things i know crazy question i think it has anything to do with video games that and also i do think it has a lot to do with what we've all seen over the last three years yep that when it all hits the fan the government's going to abandon you in many parts of this country they are not going to help you yeah and what is an assault weapon well, that's a good question, too. <laughs> <laughs> different things to different people. By the way, the answer the perfect length of a nap. According to NASA, 26 minutes. Refreshed and ready to take it on. Hmm. Any longer. Eh. This is the Markley Van Camp and Robin Show. Are you ready?
Jamie Markley, David Van Camp, and Scott Robbins. We just become best friends, yep. Making sense of it all. Oh, I get it. And having some fun. Lighten up, Francis. This is the Markley, Van Camp, and Robbins Show. The Markley, Van Camp, and Robbins Show. Jamie Markley, David Van Camp, Scott Robbins. Okay, so Biden announces he's running with a video. Yeah. <laughs> Put out early in the morning. Yeah, 6 o'clock in the morning. Yeah. They want to try to get uh, get on all the morning news shows. All the shows morning shows, and, and it worked. Whatnot. I mean, it yeah. did. Yeah, I mean, it worked. Big news this morning. President Biden is running again. I wondered after the failing New York Times the other day, he said, you know the guy's too old? Yeah. That maybe that would halt something, but no. Nah. Plans are in place. So he's definitely running. And he says there's no such thing as someone else's child. Yeah, what? this was uh, yesterday at a ceremony honoring the teacher of the year. And I guess you could call this a little preview of how Democrats plan to campaign over the next year and a half. Okay. Rebecca put a teacher's creed into words when she said there's no such thing as someone else's child. No such thing as someone else's child. Our nation's children are all our children. No. No, they're not. Nope. Nope. No. Nope, nope, nope. Your children are your children. Correct. They're not Joe's children. No. Because Joe's children are a train wreck. You know, <laughs> your children are not. <laughs> I did like uh, there. there's a pro-life news outlet called Life News. And their mm-hmm. response to this clip was, so if you abort a child, you're aborting my child. Oh, well, like, well, that's an interesting spin on that whole thing. Spin, yeah. Yes. Yeah. You know, the whole I don't know how much you saw the video. It's hard to take because it's filled with lie after lie. It's misleading, but it's so Biden. But at the same time, you have 70 percent of Americans that don't want the guy to run. No. No, and I, <laughs> I was having flashbacks to 2016 because right now we are staring down the barrel of another president uh, presidential election where 70 percent of americans don't want either front runner to be running correct you see that with donald trump you see that with joe biden it's kind of like a lot of americans would like some new blood yes that's why the republican primary is going to be so interesting oh sure because there are people that want new blood and then they're well you see the polling isn't it? I mean, give or take, it's somewhere around 50 to 25 or 50 to 30 in favor of Trump over DeSantis. Right. And then you see the hypotheticals, the matchup, you know, either one versus Biden. Trump would lose if the election were today. DeSantis would win. But I don't think that's going to deter a lot of Trump supporters no. for voting for him in the primary. But there's a long way to go. DeSantis hasn't even announced yet. Yeah, there. Uh, yeah, there is, and I think you got to just kind of keep an open mind as you go through this whole process. Um, although I was kind of disappointed that Trump put out on Truth Social today a suggestion that he wouldn't take part in primary debates. He said nobody. What? He's basically like, well, I'm I'm leading by a lot. Why would I? Why would I do it? Nobody consulted me or my campaign about doing debates. You know, and I don't know how serious he is about it, but I'm like, yeah. dang, dude, that's that is the forum where you have a great opportunity to to tell people why they should vote for you. I mean, that's where he, that's where he really shined during the first go round. 
was during the primary debates, and it's like, man, you got to get a lot of people back. You may not want to admit that. And I know some some of the you know diehard Trump uh, voters are saying that he has no ground to, to gain or whatever. It's like, no, he does have some some ground to make up after the last couple of years. I suppose the thinking is with the campaign, if you compare it to then, he was run at what seven percent. Mm-hmm. He was way behind Jeb, and he had like three other people ahead of him that first debate and then as it went on he just started picking people off yeah and then a few months in where he's hitting you know 15 percent, and people can't believe it well this isn't going to last yeah it was one of the craziest things we've ever seen in politics so the, i guess the thinking is if you're in the lead why would you do it uh th- that'll, that'll get ugly it's going to get ugly no matter what yeah, yeah. between trump and DeSantis. Yeah. the other thing is i saw and i can't remember if it was good morning america or today because they kind of blend into me where there was criticism that Biden is not going to debate anybody. I've heard that, too. And there are people upset. There saying, will be hey, any. That's yeah. part of the process, There'll man. be no Dem- Democratic debates featuring Biden. Yeah. None. Well, no. Golly, He's man. He's going to campaign from the basement again. Holy yes. smokes, Daddy-O. You know why? Well, he's got worked. nothing to gain. <laughs> yes, yeah. he can. Yeah, yeah exactly. Can. And at David's point, it worked. Well, it was like last time. Yeah. Every time we would get frustrated, why doesn't the guy go out there? And then you would put yourself in, say, the person running the campaign, their shoes. What would you do? I'd keep him in the basement. Well, we got a nice virus brewing in the Sudan right now, too. Who knows? Oh, yeah, I've heard talk of that. I I know. I'm just saying. Come on. By the way, speaking of COVID, David has a Fauci update. Well, yeah, Dr. Anthony Fauci did another interview, I guess, as he's on his... It's like kiss farewell tours, isn't it? This guy yeah, yeah. <laughs> just making just the go rounds. away. Uh, but he talked about masks with the failing New York Times. Uh, he said, you know, uh, from a broad public health standpoint, at the population level, masks work at the margins, maybe 10%. But for an what? individual who religiously wears a mask, a well-fitted KN95 or N95, it's not the margin. It really does work. Then he goes on to complain that the real problem was that too many people were just critical of him. Oh, my goodness, still? Yeah. But I think anything that instigated or intensified the culture wars just made things worse. And I have to be honest with you. When it comes to masking, I don't know. But I do know that the culture wars have been really, really tough from a public health standpoint. Ultimately, an epidemiologist sees it as an epidemiological phenomenon. An economist sees it from an economic standpoint. I see it from somebody in bed dying. And that's the reason it bothers Uh me a lot, maybe more so than others, that because of the culture wars you're talking about, there are people who are not going to make use of an intervention that could have saved lives. Dude. You're really attacking not only Dr. Anthony Fauci, you're attacking science. You lied. You continually. And Jerome Adams, the former CDC director, were talking about using cloth as face coverings. There was yes. even a handy little how to make your own mask. <laughs> yeah. Remember that? Yes. Yeah. Well, then I remember a lot of people, God bless them, you know, taking the orders saying people can't get masks. They were making them at home. Mm hmm. And giving them away because mm-hmm. it was something that they could do to help all of us misled by these people. And, you know, you forget about this, too. It was summer of last year where Fauci was talking about bringing the masks back. And now he's saying, what, 10 percent? 
Yeah. Which is it, dude? Well, it's basically saying, yeah, on the margins, maybe it reduced it by 10% uh, overall. He goes, well, they do work if you have a well-fitted KN95 or N95 mask. Okay. That's not what they said to but wear in schools for kids. Right. That's not that's not at all what they were talking about. And when, when the Biden administration sent out a bunch of masks, remember when they did that? Yeah. And yes. They were cloth masks. They were. That said on the label, not for use in a hospital setting. Will not prevent. They actually had the disclaimer. I remember taking a picture of it because we, we got a box of them uh, here at the studio and taking a picture and sharing it with you guys about it, uh, or what it said on the package. It literally said, does not stop the spread of COVID-19. Then why did you send them? Uh, that's a good question. Well, remember, you could double up on the mask. That's true, yes. That's what you're supposed to wear over. We're two of them. It, this guy actually looked at these, you know, the Jeez. thick cloth masks as muzzles for people to stop criticizing him. It's just the weirdest time. It really is, man. Man. Uh, we mentioned it. Uh, a lot of people talking about Tucker Carlson uh, getting fired by Fox. and What's going to happen with Fox? Blah, blah, blah. There's been a lot written about it. Um, and people are trying to figure out exactly what was it. Was it the shareholders were facing all these lawsuits? David, you mentioned that. Yeah. Bill O'Reilly said that. Other people are saying, well, and there's also, you know, there are a couple of different suits. There was the Dominion thing, even though Tucker was not all that much linked to that. But then the former Fox News producer discrimination lawsuit, mm-hmm. Abby Grossberg. But, you know, they call that harassment. I, okay, she alleges constant bullying and gaslighting caused her so much stress and anxiety that her stomach ulcers flared up and she was in excruciating pain what it says in the suit okay fox news media engaged in independent outside counsel to immediately investigate the concerns raised by her which were made following a critical performance review hmm what does that mean not quite sure she also complained that fox lawyers pressured her to provide misleading testimony in the dominion lawsuit yeah well, that has nothing to do with Tucker. And then there was this other part where, well, you know, as far as Tucker and, you know, Maria Bartiromo, because she worked for her, too, um, said, you know, hey, she's kind of crazy, kind of hysterical. So Bartiromo's role promoting untrue claims, they say, of the whole Dominion thing was part of this. And this Grossberg was told, you know, don't be so forthcoming with that. But then part of what they name in the Tucker stuff is that with Tucker's staff, they had a lot of large and blown up photos of Nancy Pelosi in that bathing suit with the plunging neckline. Remember that? Yeah. Like they're goofing on it. Yes. So I don't think we'd get sued because we didn't do it. But I could certainly see one of you guys printing those out and putting them around the studio just to gross (laughs) the other guy out. You know what? It's not above any of us. You know what? Actually, in my studio, there's a glass partition. Uh, Mm -hmm. that looks into another studio Mm -hmm. and sometimes there is a colleague who will not be named who hangs up pictures a lot of times it's billy joel because you know the running uh gag on this show is i do believe that billy joel is a horrible human being because (laughs) good people don't write songs like that and so a lot of times it'll be a picture of billy joel with a message to me i still love you david that you know that kind of stuff but when mm-hmm. that photo was made, it was. It was Nancy Pelosi's rack. 
like right there <laughs> at eye level. <laughs> <laughs> yes, and that was terrible. Uh, they, what else did she say? The staff members of Tucker frequently engaged in group discussions um, led by not Tucker, but one of the other guys. Uh, misogynistic views of women as objects to be judged solely based on their appearance were broadcasted. Not on the show, mm-hmm. but amongst themselves. Yeah. Um, it's okay. That's, that's not something to fire somebody over. It doesn't appear to me. No. Something a lot deeper than no, that. No, yeah. I would say. Um, man, this was sad news. Uh, you heard about Bed Bath & Beyond. Yes. Gone. Well, in Indiana, there was a local pharmacist called Butt Drugs. Did you hear about this? They had to close. What? Why are you laughing? Well, come on. <laughs> butt drugs, huh? Yes. I read about UTT butt drugs. Yeah, I think I read something about that on Hunter Biden's laptop. No, no, that, no, that, no. This was a family-owned business. Ah. We'll get to that story yeah, coming yeah. up in a few. <laughs> we want to have you doing that to the name of the guy that started butt drugs years ago in this town in Indiana. But this is certainly worth mentioning. We'll get to that. Butt drugs. And a news update next right here. The Markley Van Camp and Robbins Show. Jamie Markley, David Van Camp, Scott Robbins. So different people talking about Biden announcing he's running again, all of that. I don't know if you've seen this make the rounds. It's a video from 2007 when Biden was I did see this. running for president. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Um, you know, we've talked about Afghanistan a lot, especially over the last week. But this video... Sim talking about if he were president, what it was going to mean leaving right. Afghanistan and, and how long it would take. This is something now. I'm president of the United States. I issue an order. End the war today. Begin to withdraw all American troops. It will take a year to get the American troops out. Do you hear me now? That's the truth. It will take a year to get them physically out. Now, if you leave all the equipment behind, you might be able to do it in seven months. And you leave those billions of dollars of weapons behind, I promise they're going to be used against your grandchild and mine someday. Oh, really? Interesting. So why did we do that again? Leave it behind. Because it was cheaper? It was cheaper. And, you know, hey, you leave enough stuff on the battlefield, you can justify another war someday. You know what's stunning? Listen to him talk in 2007. I mean, it's, it's not even the same guy. No, it's not. And when he's asked about it, hey, watch me. That's the problem we I do. Have. You're not fit. It's crazy. All yeah. right, I mentioned um, butt drugs in Indiana. Mm-hmm. Or in Indiana. Apparently the preferred pharmacy for 71 years. Wow. It's in southern Indiana. Closest big city is Louisville, Kentucky, about 20 miles east. Anyway, this past weekend they announced they were closing their doors. Several factors, but the owner said the biggest problem was, quote, changes in insurance reimbursement over the years. Mm. It's kind of sad. So I'm reading this story, and it says Butt Drugs was originally founded by a pharmacist named William Butt. Mm-hmm. Billy Butt B-U-T-T. is what his friends called him. Sure. <laughs> Which was one of your favorite royals for a long time, right? Billy Butler. We called him Billy Butt. Yes. Right. That's true. That pharmacy stayed in his family for three generations. Over time, apparently, they embraced the name, had some unique merchandise and ads. Like, I love butt drugs. <laughs> they had those bumper stickers. Nice. 
There was also an alcohol section called Butt Liquors. <laughs> nice. <laughs> also famous for their butt shakes, which came in a ton of flavors, including chocolate, vanilla, strawberry, all this stuff. I'm laughing. Just list this. They've been, they've been going out of business for several months now. They've closed the front door but left the back door open. Yeah, true. Yeah. Delivery's always in the rear. Thank you. And I was thinking, man, there's another Indiana town. Had that name issue. What? It was a controversy in Fort Wayne. Oh, Name yeah. the government center, the Harry Ball Center. Yeah. Remember? Oh, that's right. Yeah, the whole news report on the it. The people voted, and the top pick so far with more than 10,000 votes is the Harry Ball's government center, named after one of the city's longest-serving mayors. But not everyone's on board with that name. See, we all need to laugh now and again. <laughs> that's the truth. It is. Harry Bales apparently was a great mayor. To pick the new name for the building, they made suggestions and voted. The overwhelming front runner was the Harry Harry Balls Government Center. Harry Balls was the mayor of Fort Wayne back in the See. 1930s and 40s. He even served a term in the 1950s. We have a street named after Harry Balls. So what's the big deal about naming the new city yeah. county government it's building after him? I feel that it'd be an honor to have him have the building named after him. So is this all about the name? Yes. Some people think the Harry Balls Government Center would make Fort Wayne the butt of jokes. <laughs> yeah, because they changed the name to Bales, but he'll always be Harry Balls. This is the Markley Van Camp and Robin Show. Yes. In our, in our hearts. Always. You, know, there's, you heard about the town Circleville, Ohio? This is where they've got a lot of things that have the name Hitler attached to it. There's oh, Hit Hitler Pond, Hitler Road, Hitler Park, etc. And it yeah. was it was different Hitler. It was the, the there were settlers who founded the town in like 1799. In 1922, one of the surviving Hitlers became a dentist, and no kidding, his name was Doctor Gay Hitler. <laughs> oh my goodness! <laughs> Don't wow. incorporate Harry Balls into this joke, Scott. <laughs> All right, let's keep Robert, a drugstore infected and a news update next. The Markley Van Camp and Robin Show will never be going to video. No, Jamie Markley, won't. that's David Van Camp. There's Scott Robbins. Before we get to the trifecta, <laughs> news update, David Van Camp. Well, you know, Joe Biden's running for president. Uh, and every once in a while, you'll see a normally very professional and cool, calm, collected reporter or news anchor, perhaps, drop a good line. And I just want to give a tip of the cap to Fox News' John Roberts as they were waiting for the first White House briefing since Joe Biden announced he was running for re-election formally. Mm -hmm. Here he is. Again, he's back in the pool with the kids rubbing his leg hairs because he is underwater on every major issue so far that he needs to be breathing helots. <laughs> pretty good. <laughs> Roberts is pretty funny, man. <laughs> oh, that is funny, man. Wow. I mean, Imagine if <laughs> yeah, he left him speechless. You know, we haven't busted it out in a while. I wonder. I mean, since he is running again, yeah, mm -hmm. you brought up the leg hair and everything else. I mean, this was a big deal for a while. Um, the whole hairy legs thing, and then yeah. put the music. You know, I got hairy legs, hairy legs that turn blonde in the sun. <laughs> in the sun, yeah, come up my legs. From the morning until the day's done. Until the day's done. At the end of your I got hairy legs. 
pretty good when when you first stumbled upon that uh, a few years ago uh there was a time when i was getting ready to go to bed and my wife snuggled up next to me and she had not shaven her legs in a while <laughs> and i busted that song out never do that okay no Didn't that was a well bad idea hope you have all the yeah. children you want <laughs> Yeah, I have something for this. Hold on a second. I got hairy legs, <laughs> hairy legs, turn yeah. on in the, in the sun. I think only Cory Booker could describe your wife at that moment. Tears of rage. Oh no, it was there were no tears. It was it was just rage. rage. I was yeah, it was just rage. Yeah, we should change the topic then. There was another part of that song, of hairy legs. Well, where it goes to the corn pop part. Oh, that's to right. To celebrate that's Joe right. running again, yes. Corn Pop was a bad dude. And he ran a bunch of bad boys. A bad crew. Yes, sir. I really was the only white guy that really knew. He said, I'll meet you outside. And I said, what am I going to do? <laughs> Corn Pop, he can't stop. Corn Pop, he won't stop. That's fine, thank you. And here we go again. Oh, Daddy. And Kamala running with him. Yeah. I think at, at different points in time. I mean, she's further underwater than him. People can't stand her. And the age is more of a, div- I mean, more of a factor than ever, thinking she could actually be the president. But apparently, I don't know if she talked him into it or exactly how that went down. Uh, I mean, I would just say, hey, Joe, instead of saying no, we can't, let's say yes, we can. <laughs> Oh, yeah. God. That was about guns. Mm-hmm. But there's not going to be any debates this time. No. Okay. Well, will we get, will we get any vice presidential debates once that happens? Because those are fun, too. Well, yeah. Once they, once the nomination Settle process, in I'm sure. And, yeah, the nomination yeah. process is there. Yeah. All right. She did terrible before. It didn't matter. Oh, no. no. All right. You all ready to roll, Robbins? Yeah, I feel like uh, really I'm uh, uh, like the opening act coming out after the headliner here. It's the three most important news stories of the day. I hit the trifecta. Well, at least according to Scott Robbins. It's the trifecta on the Markley Van Camp and Robbins Show. Every day is this time, Scott Robbins' trifecta with his hero. I'm Casey Kasem. Okay. Just so you know, too, in an update, uh, the White House wants you to know that it is Lesbian Recognition Week. Ah, okay. Visibility. Visibility Day, yes. Oh, visibility. Visibility Day. Yes. What does that mean? They wear camouflage a lot, so... Yeah. I, have no, I don't know what, what does that, that means? mean. Okay. Lack of visibility? I don't know. I'm ready. He's ready. Let's get to it. Your top three. Three. Uh, number three, I assume this has to do with that butcher shop that calls itself a hospital in St. Louis. Yeah, There's it does. The, transgender uh, uh, clinic that has now been the source of controversy because people have become whistleblowers uh, out of that clinic talking about how they're manipulating children into cutting off their genitals and getting dangerous drugs yes all because of profit yeah you say there's a review of this there is Uh, back in february i think we started talking about this uh, that jamie reed was a former quote gender transition manager This was at Missouri's Washington University Transgender Center at the St. Louis Children's Hospital. Her claims about the treatment being given to underage patients 
diagnosed with what they could call gender dysphoria, were being looked into by Senator Hawley and Missouri Attorney General Andrew Bailey. But at the same time that their investigation was getting underway, St. Louis Children's Hospital announced, hey, we're conducting an investigation too. So Washington University in St. Louis, the parent institution of the hospital, said in a statement that they're alarmed by those allegations. After an eight-week internal investigation, the university said in a summary and its findings that the allegations of that woman are unsubstantiated, but that they would be changing some of their practices. Now, consider the last sentence, if you will. If the allegations are unsubstantiated, why would you change your practices? There'd be nothing wrong with them, would there? Wow. This is insane. They did their own investigation. Here's what they found out. Wow. I just saw a different story about different procedures. Yeah. Did you guys see the story about the trans teen that that died? Oh, the 18-year-old. I couldn't even read that story today. I really couldn't. It was brutal. From a vaginoplasty? There was complications? Yes. Oh, my goodness, man. Wasn't part of the story, though, because this kid had been on, uh, like, puberty blockers or some sort of hormone therapy for a long enough time that the actual male anatomy was underdeveloped, so they had to do something different. That part, I don't yeah, know. I don't know I, th- what it was revealed, it was a deadly strain of E. coli Jeez. that likely came from the patient's own intestines, not from the hospital setting. Uh, yeah. Yeah, oh yeah my that's gosh, right. Man. There wasn't enough development to, like, turn yeah. it inside out. Oh, so, golly. It's brutal, man. Dude. Okay. I, I'm, I'm seriously, I'm sick to my stomach over this stuff. I know. I really am. Sick to my stomach. Things you never thought and you'd see. It's, it's so weird to me, and I, I, I say this all the time, in this divisive world we live in where we can't come together on anything, can we all agree that mutilating the genitals of children is wrong? Can Most we, people agree. Can we just agree on something? That if you want to do this when you're an adult, go ahead. No, most people agree it doesn't matter. But can we just stop it? They won't. Man, I mean, Unless quit doing it to. to these kids. I know. I know. And the countdown continues. Yeah. Dang, man. Scott Robbins tried to fuck the top three of the day. Two. Uh, number two, a California man finally got caught. But he yeah. was pretending to be a doctor and treated like thousands of patients, right? Yeah. Who's to say he wasn't, huh? You. Right. You. <laughs> Stephen, his name is Gavorkian, too, which I find very funny. I know. That's his name. Stephen Gavorkian, 44, Studio City, was offering treatment for serious medical conditions, including cancer. He's not a doctor. He's been practicing medicine without a license, and that's illegal. Even in California, you can't do that. It could cause irreparable harm, they're saying. This guy was conducting blood tests on patients and advising them on treatments offered for things like cancer, among other things. And he went with a more holistic approach to a lot of them as well. One of the Yelp reviews said, I feel energized after I got my healthy supplement from the doctor. I feel great. It also listed him as alternative medicine, but a doctor nonetheless. He was practicing and doling out advice to people, even though he knew that they had life-threatening conditions and was summarily arrested for his misbehavior. So there are some things in California you can, in fact, get arrested for. 
Wow. If he just would have been practicing things on a train platform and pushing people in front of one, right. well, that would have been okay. All right. The countdown doesn't stop till we reach the top. No, that's right. It's the Scott Robinson. I feel like trifecta. we're really depressing today, man. Mm -hmm. Top three. It's your bit. But then I brought the death story in. Yeah. Sorry. Well, we had to bring death, death to it because it's true. It's out there, man. Yeah, it is. Yeah. One. All right. What's number one today? Uh, number one, a Washington State school district shut down music classes because of white supremacy. Yeah. Seattle, Washington. Largest school district there. Currently under fire. They whacked the whole music class from the school because of institutional uh, violence considered white supremacy. School board director told a lot of people that were concerned, particularly parents, at last week's meeting, the music courses aren't offered equitably. What does that mean? Some of the schools provide the instrumental courses at times that would require some students to miss core instruction. Okay. There's nothing about strings and woodwinds and instrumental music that is instinctively white supremacy. However... The ways in which it is uh, being taught and the institutions are white supremacists in nature. Well, the new Heather McDonald book, she talks a lot about you how... You said this. I'd never heard this before. Classical music is deemed as a part of white supremacy. Yeah, because a lot of the composers are from Western Europe. Yes. And, and it's to me, it's interesting when people start complaining about that, nobody ever offers any alternatives like that's it, it's just fine. It, right? if you want if you want to start teaching uh the, the, i don't know what ancient chinese composers do it i nobody's going to stop you from doing that i mean if you want to get depressed you can do the deep dive and get into the theories on the whole thing well one of the other the, things that... how it's time yeah. to stop the abusive relationships where the victim wakes up out of their Stockholm syndrome and learns they need to plan an escape. And that's part of the abusive relationship with classical music and people of color. Mm. Well, one of the claims, too, is I can't even say that. You can't. Laughing. No, you can't because it's ridiculous. No evidence whatsoever to back the director's claim and argued the music program is a target because of their tradition of excellence motto, which has been deemed systemic discrimination. Yeah. Hmm. Well, Seattle schools are also facing like a hundred and thirty-one million dollar deficit. I mean, well, they're hurting are for their cash kids, too. They're, well, they're taking these kids out of school. Yeah. These, these schools too. So the uh, the enrollments have plummeted. Yeah, yeah, because of it. Wonder why. Well, I mean, in middle school orchestra, the old stand-up bass, I would have liked to have played some different tunes. Maybe that's what I should have done at the time. <laughs> hey, you know, I think this is a based in white supremacy. You know, it's really funny. I was in orchestra in middle school too. Really? And uh, the orchestra instructor was black, the black woman. How is that possible? I know. I It was weird. Maybe she just had internalized white supremacy. I'm not sure. Eh, could be. What would you play? I played the bass. I got, Me too. I was, in the, I was in the jazz band. I played electric bass in the jazz band, and then okay. the orchestra needed a, a bass player, so I went and played with them okay for the stand-up bass during a performance did the instructor ever tell you don't spin it it's not <laughs> no, not the right thing never, to do never never told me to do that i yeah, never I did was it. told i was told <laughs> <laughs> and of course guess what i did during the performance you spun it spun it heck yeah dude did you tap it too like eddie van halen
Uh, I don't remember the doing the tap thing. Would have been so cool to watch you spin the bass, though. But a little hitting it with the bow a la Jimmy oh, Page, yeah. maybe? Yeah. All right. Memorize the news. News update next. The Markley Van Camp and Robin Show. Jamie Markley, David Van Camp, Scott Robbins. I know we got a news update because I heard David say that dirty mother. Mm. Who are we talking about? Oh, that's that's the science himself. Science's only begotten son, Anthony Fauci. Oh, good. Doing another, I guess, farewell tour, this time with the New York Times, and was asked about the lockdown stuff. <clears throat> okay. Yet again. And he said, quote, show me a school that I shut down and show me a factory that I shut down. Never. I never did. I gave public health recommendations that echoed the CDC's recommendation, and people made a decision based on that. But I never criticized the people who had to make decisions one way or the other. That is a lie. It's an Holy absolute lie. mackerel, that is a lie. Demonizing people. Wow. I mean... And then I see all these different clips over time of Fauci saying, yeah, keep the children masked. That was NBC5 in Chicago. It's risky to unmask kids. On and on and on. Well, <laughs> this it is, is a, It's just maddening to hear this guy speak. Fauci told the politicians what to do. The politicians put it into play yeah. because yeah. Fauci told them what to do. I mean, this is gaslighting on a level of extreme gaslighting. Yeah, well, it's it's yeah, it's just flat out lying as well. Well, it is. is. I mean, it that, is lying. This guy actually said when Texas was reopening, it's inexplicable that they're yes. doing this. I never criticized anybody for going <laughs> against the recommendations. Yes, you did. You did it all the time. It's just a freaking liar. God. All right, let's get to Nimrods. Roll it out. When the going gets tough. Damn it, this is too hard. The dumb get dumber. All right, Ian. It's Nimrods in the news on the Martley, Van Camp, and Robbins show. I love the poorly educated. All right. Nimrods in the news. We go to Florida. Uh, please pull over this 34-year-old guy, Daniel Pereira. He was driving with a revoked uh, license. Then they look inside his car. They saw a large, clear bag that was filled with a powder. Ooh. Uh-oh. Daniel said it was chili powder. No. Oh. Yeah. That was sent from Guatemala. Family there. Oh, no. oh it's Guatemalan chili powder. Yeah, fancy. Got it. Yes. Yeah. Um, that's not what it was, though. Cop tested it. It was heroin. Ah. Oh. Over 29 grams of it. Unclear what color it was, but that could have been a tip-off, you know. <laughs> heroin usually white, brown, or gray. Chili powder at the grocery store is bright red. Yeah, he was charged with a revoke well, license. That's what they told him it was. Yeah. He well, didn't know. Yeah, of course. And then uh, <laughs> the other day when it was 420, guy in Kansas crashed his vehicle. Why? Trying to steer with his knees while lighting a joint. Going. And then a dude in Arkansas hit with a felony for piercing his son's ear. If you're thinking, was he just trying to help him out? No, apparently he put him in a chokehold and shoved a needle in his dang, ear. Dang, son. You will wear the earring. My dad was ready to rip mine out. <laughs> yeah, you're right. And that's Nimrod's in the news.